0: Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, we've been, uh, if you were if you were online with us on Wednesday, I, I uh, started a message entitled "Jesus Is Our Hope." You know, right now we're living in a, in a time, and an age, and a season. In, in a, uh, just a space of hopelessness. You can walk around the streets, you can turn on the TV, and you can see that people are looking for hope. This is a hopeless time right now, whether from the beginning of uh, 2020, and we have no uh, 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 end to this uh, madness, so to speak, that the news is just telling us about. And so we're in a time of hopelessness, and, and people are looking for hope. You can see it in their eyes. That's all you can really see is their eyes. And And you can see that they're looking for something. They're they're trying to hold on to something. So I want to teach this message. uh, This is Jesus is our hope part two. If you missed part one, I encourage you to go back to our YouTube page or to our Facebook and check out the services there. And then there's a a whole catalog of of all of our messages there. So do take advantage of all of that. So I want to jump into Romans chapter 15, verse one. So go ahead and turn with me there. Romans chapter 15, verse one it says this Romans chapter 15 verse 1 Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace believing that you may abound in hope and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now may the God of our hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hope, uh, let me give you the definition of hope. Hope is this. Hope is trusting in, waiting for, looking for, to desire something or someone, or to expect something beneficial in the future. When we're hoping, we're looking towards something. When we're we're hoping for something, we are are anticipating something. Anybody ever uh, shop online? Yes? Yes. Uh, In my home, uh, we we shop online for everything. Uh, We we do Postmates, we do food online, we do everything. And it's not because of the Rona or anything like that. It's because we just do everything online anyway. We've been doing this uh, way before Corona came into play. We we shop online for everything. Pretty much the only things we would go out for is for groceries. That's the only time we would ever go out. And this is post uh, uh, lockdown and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just so easy to, to just go online, Amazon, uh, everybody ships online now. And um, I remember uh, just, you know, usually everything goes pretty simple. You know, everything goes kind of smooth. You know, you get a tracking number, and then you have an anticipation because it's on its way. Uh, so everything goes usually pretty smooth. But there was this time where I had ordered something. Actually, for a long time, I had been looking for a jacket. I like jackets. I, I like different styles of jackets. I wish we lived in colder temperatures so I can wear jackets all year round. But I was looking for this jacket, and I could not find it anywhere. And so I finally found the jacket, and I was super excited. So I sent a picture to Alina. I was like, hey, what do you think of this jacket? She's like, yeah, it's great. So I, I took that as the go-ahead. So I went ahead, and I just ordered it. Just, I was super excited, so I just ordered it. And then uh, a week went by, and I didn't really get anything, uh, tracking number or anything like that. And so I told her, I said, man, I haven't got my tracking number for that jacket. And she's like, what jacket? I'm like, the jacket I showed you. And she's like, I, thought, I, didn't, I just thought you were showing it to me. I didn't think you were buying it. I said, yeah. She's like, well, let me see the website. So I pulled up the website. And she's like, I think this is a fake website. And i was like, I'm like, what do you mean? It looks legit to me. She's like, did you even like cross-reference? Did you like do any research, like a review on the website? And I'm like, no, I just bought the jacket. I just sent my money. And she's like, you need to check with me. Anytime you make big purchases like this, like you do this all the time. You make mistakes. You don't check on things. And I'm like, well, it was online. I just thought it's a jacket that I wanted. So unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to me, on Father's Day, she went ahead and purchased me a jacket because this one just had not come. So this is the jacket. Let me bring it to you. So she purchased this jacket for me. And uh, this, I love this jacket. I've been looking for one. It's a suede trucker jacket. Uh, I just so enjoyed this jacket. So. She purchased this jacket for me, and I, all this time, my jacket had not come that I ordered. I didn't get a tracking number, nothing was coming in the mail, so my hope was dwindling that it was actually going to come, and I, she said, you know, I think this is just, you got, you got scammed, you got, you got taken for, for $113, you know, like you just sent them free money. And then, lo and behold, I get a tracking number, and I'm just like, yes, my, my hope is renewed, I'm excited, (laughs) and I'm like in her face like, it's coming, I told you, I did a good thing, I'm getting my jacket, and so we're watching the tracking number and it's coming, it's getting closer and closer. You know like when you, you see the tracking number gets closer and closer, you just get excited, there's anticipation growing inside of you. And so it gets closer and closer and the day comes where it arrives and I go outside and I get this bag and I take it inside and it ends up being something that Alina had ordered and I'm like, well it's here, I know it's here somewhere. So I go back outside, I'm looking around on my porch, and I look in the mailbox, and I find this. And this is what came in the mail. So I open it, I'm like, well, it says my name, and they sent me one mask. (laughs) So this is what I got in the mail. (laughs) For $113. So this is a a special mask to, to me, but there was there was a hope on the inside, <laughs> and I put my hope in a in a website that I did not cross reference, that I did not check, that I did not check the the you know if it was going to be legit or not. So now I have a mask that's worth $113 and and a, a wife that was laughing at me. Um, and just assured me that to never do this again. But how awesome is it that she ordered the jacket and simultaneously she already opened up a claims for on PayPal. So she messaged PayPal as soon as I told her that I had ordered the jacket. She already went to PayPal and said that my husband ordered a fraudulent uh, something from a fraudulent uh, website. So because of her, I got my money back. <laughs> so she's awesome. But there's this. My hope, my hope was misplaced in something that had no real uh you know strength in it. And sometimes that's us. We put our hope in things that we have not cross referenced, we have not checked out, we haven't te- seen the test of time in it. Let's go ahead and pray and get started. Father, we just come before you. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. And I just declare that today is all about you. I declare that you would. Speak through my lips that you would think through my mind that it would be all of you and none of me, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember as a child, I would uh, travel with my parents whenever they were, they were out speaking somewhere. And as a young child, and I remember uh, the, the stewardess would always come up and they'd give me those little plastic wings. And uh, I think it's probably because I was, when I was young, I used to cry a lot on planes because my ears would get clogged. And they used to do these things where they would put a cup and they would put these uh, hot towels in there. So not only am I crying, but I look like a weirdo because I have cups on my head. And so I think they felt bad for me, so they would come and give me these wings. And as we were leaving the plane, the, the uh, uh, pilot would always come out, and he would say hi. And then I would ask if I could see inside the, the cockpit. And sometimes they would bring me in, I'd get to sit in one of the chairs, and they would show me different things. And it was so awesome. And even for a time, the ministry uh, had a plane for a little bit, and, and we would fly different places for, to, to minister to. And I remember I got to sit in the, up front with the cockpit with the, the pilot, and I was watching him fly, and I remember one of these times that we were flying, we went into this cloud, and to me it felt like we were in this cloud forever. And it just kept going and going, and I was looking around because I couldn't see anything. And, and I realized that the pilot wasn't even looking at anything, but he was just looking down at all these different gauges. He was no longer looking at the outside, but now he was focused on the inside. All the different gauges. And I learned that the first things that pilots learn is how to fly in storms how to trust their gauges, their their monitors, their uh, compasses, because those instruments are the only real secure way of flight. Because our eyes can deceive us. Our feelings can deceive us. See, I thought we were in that storm, we were in that cloud forever, but he was at complete peace in that storm. Why? Because he trusted in something that had been tested time and time again. It was something internal that he was trusting in because outside looked like a mess, but inside he was at perfect peace. Even though I was tripping out, like, why isn't he looking at things? How do we get out of here? But he was at perfect peace within that storm. See, sometimes our life is like that. Sometimes we're going through things and, and it looks like all hell is breaking loose on us. We can just call it 2020. It looks like a mess, like nothing looks right. I saw a post and someone said, I'm not counting 2020 to my age because I didn't get to use it. So I'm not, I'm not counting it. This is just a, a freebie. <laughs> but we go through life and we go through circumstances and we go through struggles and it looks like there's a mess. It looks like we're flying through a cloud or through a storm. We bump up against things. And that storm or that test and that trial can cause us to shake at the very core of ourselves and sometimes question our faith. Like, what is going on in this? We get shaken to the core. Possibly it's because we've lost a job and we don't know where the next paycheck is coming, how these bills keep coming. Or maybe there's a marriage that is failing, a relationship that isn't working, or relationships that just aren't happening. And we begin to question, God, what is going on in this situation? I don't see the end of this. Or maybe there's a loss of a loved one. And we just find ourselves, God, what is going on here? It wasn't supposed to happen like this. And we feel shaken to the core. We see that we're we're flying through this storm. Turn with me to uh, Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. Says this, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future, to give you a future and a hope. I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts to give you a future and and a hope. Now, this is something. If we could just grab a hold of what this scripture is saying and truly understand it, because this would alleviate all the worries and all the stress and all the pain that goes on. When I know that, hey, I don't have it all under control, but my God, the God that I serve has a plan for me, has a hope and a future. See, we can put our hope in certain things. Like maybe you find yourself like me. You're 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 uh, just spiritually. Uh, hoping for something to come from a website that hasn't been checked. You you, you don't really know if it's going to happen. But Scripture says that our God has a plan. That my God has a plan. when, When it doesn't look like it, when 2020 is a mess, God is still in control. It may not look like the, the politicians are, 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 have any idea of what's going on. The government, the, 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 the governors, they're all a mess. But God is in control. And no matter what, he has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a future. And he has a hope for our lives. And that hope is inside. The same way that Pilate was focused now on the inside of the plane, not the outside. Everything was rumbling outside, but at perfect peace on the inside. If we can get this scripture and understand, and it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's just going just to snap together. Like, oh, I just know that God has a plan, a purpose for my life, so I'm not going to have worries. I'm not going to have fears. That's not how it works. Sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a muscle that has to be developed. See, every time I, anytime I minister with somebody out on the streets or, or wherever and I'm leading them to the Lord, I tell them, look, This isn't a a fix-all, end-all. There's going to still be some hard times in your life. You're still going to go through some things. This isn't you make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, then you just, that's it, you just walk around in flowers all day. No. You're still living in a broken world. You're still going to go through some things, but we have a hope on the inside. And this hope isn't about something that we're not sure is going to happen. See, I have read the end of the book. I know the end of this story. And let me tell you, church, we win. No matter what it looks like, no matter what is going on, we win. So my hope isn't in something that I'm not sure is going to come. My hope isn't in a jacket that's not coming. My hope is in God that says that I have a plan and I have a purpose for your life. I remember, Pastor, uh, uh, many times I said this, that graveyards are full of untapped potential. They're full of people who never walked into their purpose in God. They've never got to live out their dreams. It is full of it. Let's not that be us. Let's not not step out in faith because we're we're unsure of what is going to happen in life. Because we're unsure of our outcome. Most people, when they hope, it's usually something that is uncertain. I I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I hope I can pay these bills. I hope I stay healthy. I hope my children get into a good college. For me, it was my parents just hoping that I graduated school. I hope this, and I hope that because there's things that are uncertain in our lives. But in God, it's not that. See, when we talk about hope, we're not talking about something that we're not sure is going to happen. Because we have a God was already at the end of our story and he's saying come on i got it all under control i know exactly what is going to happen see we talk about hope because we know the outcome if there is no hope for your future then there's no power in your present sometimes we're walking through this life and we feel the unconfidence you ever you ever uh, stepped into a certain situation and been unsure of it this life, we should not step into life being unsure of what's going to happen because no matter what happens, my God is in control. I love the, the story of the, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, they stood before a king who was literally telling them, if you do not bow and worship, if you don't take the knee for me. If you don't bend your knee for me, you will burn. And these three Hebrew boys, against all odds, they were slaves in a foreign land. These, they had no allies with them, just them three. And they stood before King Nebuchadnezzar, and I love their wordage. They said, oh, king, we have no need to even answer you in this matter. See, their hope was in God, but not in a hope of, not, of uncertainty, but in a hope in and, and faith and understanding that my God will come through. And they make this statement. They say, you know what? Even if our God doesn't come through, we're still not going to bow the knee. We're still not going to worship your image. We need to have that kind of strength today. That God, I don't know what's happening. See, I, I understand and I've accepted that the God of the mountaintop is still the God of the valley." So it doesn't, look, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. If, if I'm way up here at times, God is in control. And even if I'm super down low and going through all hell, God is still in control. The three Hebrew boys stood in the face of adversity and said, we have no need to even answer you in this matter. And even if our God doesn't come, we're still trusting in Him. We're still not going to worship your image. And we know the answer. We know what happened, right? The three Hebrew boys get tossed into the fiery furnace. And even the king is amazed that, one, they're not hurt, their clothes are not burning, and they're walking around praising, and there's another person in there. Nebuchadnezzar says, and it looks like the Son of Man, or it looks like the Son of God. I believe that God showed Nebuchadnezzar a glimpse of something to come. that he showed him this is Jesus Christ, and I'm going to let you, because you stood up against my boys, I'm going to let you see my son. And it shook him to the core. He said, get those guys out. Everybody needs to worship this God, because this is a true God in Israel. Why? Because they were brave enough to stand up for God. And they didn't bow. They had a hope, a reliance, a trust, a confidence in who they were. Their outside circumstances were a mess, but they were at peace on the inside. So they checked their gauges. They were following their compass on the inside, and it was flying true. Sometimes we need to check our gauges. Are we still level? Are we still true on the inside? turns me to Psalms, chapter 33. Psalms, chapter 33. Sometimes in life we... Sometimes in life, because of outcomes in our life, because of things going on in our lives, we begin to judge God and His faithfulness based on what is going on in our life. Maybe because things aren't happening the way that we want them to happen or the way that we, we saw our plan going. We think, well, maybe God doesn't love me or maybe I'm out of line with God or something's going on in my life or, or maybe God isn't really what he said he was. Because when everything's going right, we're, we're all, yes, God is good. All my needs are met. Everything's going right. I'm living, I'm living right. Everything's happy and healthy and whole. But what happens when things feel the opposite? We begin to question God in our lives. It begins to shake us at the very core. Like maybe, maybe something's not right. Some things aren't adding up. Maybe this whole life isn't what I thought it was. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people walk away from God because of circumstances and situations that have just happened in church with people. Because they put their hope in somebody who's just a person. They, they put their hope in, in, in physical things or temporal things, not spiritual things. See, my Bible never said uh, your hope is in, per, in a person. Your hope is in your loved one. Your hope is in your spouse. Your hope is in your parents. Your hope is in your teacher. Your hope is in your pastor because it's not. See, as a church, we've messed up and we've built our pastors up to be God, to be Jesus. And then when that person makes a mistake, then, oh, we just leave God. Because we have made that person our God. When that's never how it was supposed to be. Okay. Psalms 33, 18 says this. Behold, the eyes of the Lord is on those who fear him. On those who hope in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death. And to keep them alive in famine. Our hope is in God. Even when it says at the time of death of famine or evil, our hope is still in Him. True faith is taking a stand with everything you have within you and putting all your hope in the true and loving God that no matter what is going to happen, His fidelity to His promises will stay true. That he'll never lie, he'll never waver, he'll never cheat, he'll never turn his back on you. Because what he said in scripture, we can hope in. We can find strength in it. As scripture says that I'm not a man that I would lie. Or the son of man that I would go back on my words if I've said it, it's true. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why I said if you have no hope for your future, then there's no confidence, there's no power in your today. And we see people all over the world today walking around hopeless, not understanding what is going on in their lives, fearful of their tomorrow, searching and clamoring to to get something from the government just to keep them afloat. They're trying to fill this emptiness on the inside of them, whether with possessions, with people, with, with anything else that they can hold on, try to just keep their head above water when we have a hope on the inside that this generation, this world needs. Why do you think they're trying to silence us? There is a cure and it's in us. It's in our God. Scripture says that by His stripes we were healed. It didn't say just healing headaches or just healing this. It says we are healed from everything. All of it is inside of us. God said, I've given you everything you need. You speak out of your mouth. You speak things into existence. I don't get it when people stay silent. Why do you think they're trying to silence the voice? Remember when when, when, uh, God came to Moses and he said, Moses, I've heard the cries and the afflictions of my people from their taskmasters. I've seen what has gone on in Egypt. And I love the wordage. I love love that God uses the, the perfect words. He says, I've come down to deliver my people. I, God, have come down to deliver my people. I, God, have come down to deliver my people, and I'm sending you. God. I, God, have come down to deliver my people, and I'm using you as my mouthpiece. You open your mouth, and you tell Pharaoh to let my people go. When will the church stand up and say, God, We've had enough. We speak to the generation. We speak to this broken word, and we say, let our people go. They're trying to silence our voice. Because they're a a hopeless generation. Without understanding that we have a hope, we have gauges, we have compasses inside that are flying us true. they are trying to silence our voice. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, believing that you may abound in hope and the power of the Holy Spirit. This world is desperately hungering hungering for hope. People have given up. There's people hopeless all over the, the street. On every single corner, you can find someone who's in dire need of hope. Let us not forget that we have a hope in Jesus. And these people need that hope. They're looking for something. They're looking to someone. For the longest time, we've been declaring that we have the answers. That, that we have the, 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 the answer to all of everything going on. And it's Jesus. But we can't be quiet now when people need it the most. If we've been saying something for so many years, and now when troubles come up, we shy back and stay quiet and stay within our doors and and close everything down. No. This is the time to stand up and be that voice, that mouthpiece. God said, I've come down to deliver my people and I'm sending you. See, we have a hope and we have a, a reliance in God. Let us never forget that Jesus is our hope. And as the church, we're supposed to be the vehicle that expresses that hope. We're supposed to be the vehicle, the avenue on which hope is dispersed to the world. Whether you like it or not, the world is watching you. They're watching how you conduct yourself because they know you've been saying that your God has the answers. That you stand in faith and they're watching how you act. They're watching how you address things. They're watching just your attitude towards things. Are you fearful? Are you cautious? Be cautious. Let's Be smart about things, but... Never in fear. See, my God doesn't just have hope. He doesn't just do hope. My Jesus is hope. And as a church, we need to understand that this hope is not in something that we're unsure about. This hope is something that has already happened. Like I said, I read the end of the book. And our hope is in God. Our hope is in a God that is true His answers are yes and amen. Because He has a hope and a plan for your life. Amen. Go ahead. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.